quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connected parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Today, we're going to talk about this idea of sports and activities and grades and whether we put too much emphasis on those and whether we can really reel back the emphasis and reel back this idea of it being the penultimate thing in their world and really leaning into this idea of giving the onus to them giving the onus of the sports and of the activities and of the school to them and having it be theirs as opposed to us wanting it. If we want it, the sports success or the activity success or the school success, if we want that more than they want it, there's something wrong in our paradigm. And so it goes back to this whole idea is, are you making your child pick a sport and an activity? We'll start there. Or are you allowing them to figure out where their desires and their passions lie? And I hear a lot of parents say, well, we've been doing it and they chose it. And so we're going to stick it out. Now, I think there's some space here for between sticking it out and forcing a kid to do something they don't like. Can you go a few times and say, okay, I can tell this isn't what they want. This isn't what they're interested in. And can we allow them to quit sometimes? Is that okay? And then find something else perhaps that they like better or try something else that they like better. When we're so focused on the success of it too, when we're focused on like, get out there midfield, you got to get the soccer ball down the, you know, field and get a goal and you weren't being aggressive enough. And when we're managing and micromanaging their success on the field or with the activity, if we're constantly criticizing them and telling them how they should do it and really taking them to task around their activity or their sport? Are we taking the fun out of it? Isn't the reason that you are in a sport or an activity to have fun? 
Don't you want to enjoy it? Isn't that part of why we do that? Isn't it really why you do it? You want to have fun. It becomes your hobby. It becomes your sport. It becomes something that you're excited about. And are you going to be excited about if you get off the field and then your parent is berating you about all the things you could have done to do it better? That doesn't feel good. It feels really icky. And this other idea is that I think there's a lot of us out there who believe, I think I was the same way actually too, if my child doesn't have an interest or a sport or an activity or whatever, that that's wrong. That's bad. They have to be well-rounded. We have to make sure they can play an instrument and get good grades and have an activity and be in a sport. But that might not be realistic for every kid. And every child is different. I've got two kids who are totally different. Esme was super into theater for years. She did you know, 17 musicals. It was really into theater. And then she had a bad experience with some bullying and she decided I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. And I was devastated. I was like, what do you mean? You're, but you're, that's your identity. You do theater. You have to do it. This is, this is the thing you pick. This is your passion. And she was like, well, I'm not passionate about it anymore. And I had to let it go. I had to let her go. I didn't even want to be a theater mom. I didn't even want her in theater to begin with, but this was something she chose. But she also chose that she didn't want to do it anymore. And that is fair too. And when we said, okay, you're all done, there was some relief around it and she was able to breathe. And in that moment, it wasn't for her. Maybe she'll go back to it someday. Maybe she won't. Maybe it gave her some really good skills that she can take with her in the future. I don't know but I'm not going to force her to do it because she needs an activity for an application for college or because I believe that she's not well-rounded unless she finds something to do. My Pia is a dancer and she danced 15 to 20 hours a week, but it's on her own accord. I don't have to beg her to go to dance. I don't have to ask her to sign up for extra practices. I don't have to say, you know, your teacher told you you have to practice 20 minutes a day. She self-regulates and pretty much does it all on her own because it's her passion. She's driven by it. She loves it. It's hers. It's not mine. I don't care about it as much as she cares about it. Sure, I would be sad if she got rid of it. We spend a lot of time money, you know, making that happen for her. But at the same time, I know there'll come a day when she's not going to probably be a professional dancer. She does it because she loves it. She loves her friends. She loves her dance community. She loves being on stage, but is she going to be a professional dancer? No. And are most of these kids going to be professional sports players or whatnot? Likely not. We're there to have fun. So I want her to stay there as long as she's having fun. And when she doesn't have fun anymore, then I guess it will be over. And that's okay. That really is okay. My one-on-one parenting sessions are designed for us to dive deeply into your own personal parenting struggles. I wasn't being who I wanted to be as a parent. And I was often just really at a loss for what to do in situations that felt really hard. That's where we were when we started. We unravel those struggles using connection as opposed to resorting to punishments and threats and bribes. I teach you how to make that change. Myself and my husband like just didn't really know how to connect with our daughters. It was like a complete paradigm shift from what we were doing that was very obviously not working into more How can I be the best parent you need me to be in whatever situation we find ourselves in? Let me help you find more self-regulation so you can have the calm household that you always wanted to have. 
And now I'm like, duh, like, I learned this sooner. Become my private client today to find more peace in your household. Go to courses.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions to find out more information. Well, I'm so glad we found you. Thank goodness for Instagram. When we really hyper-focus on it too, we can have this you know, opposite effect where our children really won't respond to us being controlling around it. And perhaps they won't want to do it anymore. I had a friend in college and um, he was a really good golfer. The reason he was a good golfer is because his dad made him be a good golfer. He was out at the course all the time. He took him every single day. He really pushed this kid into being a golfer and this kid was more compliant. And so he went along with it. And this kid got a scholarship to Stanford playing golf. And it was like the penultimate. His dad was thrilled and they were so excited that he got this golf scholarship, which is amazing. But this kid went to school and a year and a half later, he called home and said, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm burnt out. I don't like it. I don't even like golf. And so not that this is going to happen with everyone. This is just an anecdote, but that can happen. We can burn our kids out. We can push them too far. We can focus too much on the success of things and not focus on the process of things. And I think this also goes for schoolwork and homework. Our kids are in school to learn material, not to get grades. Our kids are there to learn about the world, to learn civics, to learn history, to learn math, to learn English. We're really there to expose them to a world of knowledge. And we want them to glean from that world of knowledge. We don't want them there just to get grades. Grades really are not an indicator of what you know. Grades are an indicator of how well did you play the game? Did you study and cram just enough to get the good grade on the test? Did you pick the easy project because you know you could get the A on it? because you were worried if you took the hard project, you wouldn't, you'd get a B or a C. Are you playing the game to get the grades? Is that what we want for our kids? Or do we really desire for them to gain knowledge and to have an incredible experience at school? And if we lay off the grades a bit and the homework a bit, and we focus more on the process And if our child's experiencing and having a good time doing what they're doing, can that help them actually do better? If the pressure's off, that they don't have to get straight A's or that they don't have to get a certain grade point average or they don't have to do these certain things, will the pressure be off so that they can actually take responsibility themselves so that we don't want it more than they do? And that that responsibility actually pushes them forward into getting the better grades because they're more invested in school. And if we're constantly at home talking about, well, you could have done better on this. Well, you didn't turn in that. Well, you have these points on this and be micromanaging them. Does that backfire? And does that really indicate we are more vested in their grades than they are? Can we still be there to be helpful in all these things, to be helpful in the grades and say, oh, have you looked at your grades lately? How are you feeling about them? You know, what's going on? Like for Esme, I say, how are your grades? Are you, do you think you're doing okay? And she'll say, well, I have, she's not doing well in science. And she's like, I'm not doing well in physics, mom. I've been talking about physics. I feel like all the time lately, (laughs) but that's been our discussion at home. I'm not doing well. You know, I got a 69 on my test and she's not scared to tell me that. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not affected when she does. 
And she's like, I'm getting a C in, in physics. And I was like, well, this is hard. What can we do, sweetie? What can I do to help you? What do you need? She thinks she needs a tutor. I got her a tutor. She's meeting with the tutor. She's figuring it out. But it wasn't this all like, you know, you have to do better and I'm mad. And, you know, it becomes, I know for me, when I was a kid, that's how it would have been handled. So when we give them the onus and we give them the control and we let them decide how they want to interact in their world, in their activities world, in their sports world, and in their school world, we really are doing them a service because we're allowing them to take responsibility. And that's what we want. Kids who take responsibility for their own lives, but they'll only do that if we can let go of some of that control. So with those three things kind of in mind, this idea of activities and sports and grades, can we not let go? Can we be there to help? Can we say, oh man, how'd you do in your game? I didn't do so well. You know, I had a really hard time, mom. I I messed up in the second half and I really screwed up this one thing. Oh, it's such a bummer. I'm sorry. What do you think? What can we do? Do you need help around it? Are you feeling okay around it? Can you have a discussion? Can you have probing questions? Can you be supportive in a different way as opposed to being controlling around it? and focused on it and focused on the outcome and not the process. I like to say to Pio when she, when she's on, uh, gets off stage, I'll be like, how was it? Did you have fun? And she'll say, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I noticed that incredible pirouette you had. Wow. You really stuck it. And she'll beam. We can still celebrate. We can still be there with them. We can still be helpful, but we can also give the onus and the control to them and kind of move it away from us. Okay. I hope that's helpful. Thank you so much for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. And I will once again ask for reviews and ratings as it keeps us in the ether and in the top 200 on iTunes. And when that happens, we are really able to get sponsorship and keep this little podcast alive. So please leave a rating or review anywhere that you listen. It really helps us out. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. And I will see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.